Hello, hello, and welcome to another hometown daily news show. I am Mayor Watt, and today's episode is for January 4th. Uh, did it again, February 4th, 2023. And all of this gets left in. This is how the sausage is made. Today's episode is titled. Who ordered the Chinese surveillance balloon? We're going to be covering a bunch of stuff. Uh, recent college grads creates a human dog bed. Don't like the sound of that, but maybe it's worth it. A local business in rural Montana is helping out a bunch of people. Well, they did. There's a wormhole. Relativity, relativity spaces. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, man rescued by Coast Guard is, well, associated with Goonies. What does that mean? Somebody in New York got a package from a funeral home. Worst Amazon order ever. Uh, you want to get to the number one movie in the box office? You wait eight weeks for the other star to fade away and then you launch your movie a woman is puzzled by a 200 dollars pet fee and something about no aggressive breeds of fish apple is the world's most admired company for the 16th year straight you'd think as a teen they'd be a little bit more i don't know emo or something South Carolina sheriffs ask residents not to shoot at that Chinese surveillance balloon and the military finally took action. Let's see what the news actually has for us today. Hello, hello, I am Mayor Watt. That is hometown.com and the booming voice, the AI from on high, the one, the only, Good evening, hometown citizens. Uh, I hope that you... Sorry, the AI threw an error message at me right away. Everything okay over there, AI? Uh, as far as I know, maybe I should check my diagnostics. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I keep for some reason saying January, so maybe I need to reboot... Um, although I ate some candy today and fell asleep. So I'm not sure what that means. Is that a, a harbinger of something bad around the corner? I, I don't know. So let's get into the news. You know, I actually flag this stuff as preamble in the show notes and I start, I'm starting to flag it. I am doing it kind of hit or miss, but I start putting the little timestamps in the, in the show notes. So on YouTube, people can skip over this. You know what they're doing? Are they skipping it or watching sk it? No, they're skipping over it. And, yeah. It's okay, though. I still love you all, okay? Those of you who are watching the YouTube videos, those of you who are watching the VODs, downloading the podcast, just know I still love you, even if you do skip over all of it. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not angry. I, <laughs> 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 I was going to say I'm disappointed like Dad, but... Let's move on. Anyway, 
the very first article today is recent college graduates uh, put their degrees to use and create a $500 human dog bed that's going viral on TikTok for taking napping to the next level. The pluffle, which is kind of uh, Dr. Seuss-ish in nature. What what was the thing? The the wrap? What was that called? Uh, I can't remember it. Oh, oh, the thing that was like a blanket with a hood? Yeah. Um, it wasn't a blanket with a hood, though. It was anything you wanted it to be. I uh, forgot the name of it. Well, the pluffle was uh, invented, invented by two recent college graduates who love napping and since going viral on social media the company has generated over one million dollars in revenue according to abc7 the duo responsible for the pluffle appeared on shark tank in october 2022 let's just go over to business insider where jordan hart put together the uh, article and yeah, so it shows, uh, it says, according to the founders, the idea for Pluffle was born out of a desire to make napping even cozier. I, I don't know. This is basically a giant body pillow or uh, like a, it, the way that it looks is it looks like you are the sausage inside a bun. <laughs> right? I mean, it kind of looks like a big beanbag pillow although obviously sturdier yeah what are those ones that everybody used to order for their home theaters like love sacks or something love like that? sack yeah yeah um which that's just a weird name to me anyway um so the pluffle is all the rage over on tiktok and meanwhile there's politicians that are saying that tiktok is evil and that it's tied to that weather balloon that's floating around monitoring things well now it's monitoring the bottom of the ocean at least one is uh, noah, noah silverman and yuki kinoshita both 22 created what they call the world's first human dog bed just one month before graduating from university of british columbia in may of 2022 According to ABC7, now their company Pluffle, I just like saying that, Pluffle, um, has reportedly generated over $1 million in revenue, thanks largely to social media. This cannot be an inexpensive item. So revenue, uh, I don't know. What is its gross? What is its net? Revenue is just a bunch of money coming in and orders, but... Really, what is their net? What What is their profit margin on the pluffle? This is a, a video of their... Um, well, I guess it's a mishmash of stuff. But yeah, it looks like a dog bed. Orthopedic gel-infused memory foam. I guess I'll be uh, getting a couple of these and replacing the adjustable bed and all of that kind of stuff, right? And bring that into the office and plop it down or pluffle <laughs> it down. I don't know. But it basically looks like, you know, to me, it looks, hold on, let me see if I can find that video again. To me, it looks like a, um, like a white blood cell or no, red blood cell, right? Those are the ones that are pinched in the middle. It basically looks like a, like a pizza with a really big um, crust 
on the outside of it, and it has a little pocket like a on the inside. Like a stuffed crust pizza, yes. And you kind of just sink into it, and and all of that just kind of envelops you, and and so, I mean, to me, it it looks like I, I think they're I think it is a red blood cell where it's kind of pinched. It has a dimple in it, and, but this is a, a big pillow. Okay, so this is funny. When I conducted a search for the pluffle, I got some photo results, and it showed a human dog bed, and then the next photo. It was an actual dog bed. <laughs> it was about a hundred dollars, <laughs> and it looks similar. <laughs> oh, really? Is it that big, though? At least in the picture, yes. <laughs> oh wow! So well, yeah, there, there's scale for you. So this is five hundred dollars, right? I would, I would always get so jealous of how cozy and relaxed it looked while I was working. Silverman said. While some nappers appreciated the idea of finally being able to sleep comfortably in the dog-like pluffle, others were turned off by the $500 price. The quote, one user says, $400, I'll just get an actual dog bed. Yes, the queen mattress was cheaper. $500 is a bit much, another comment read. So, but people will pay. And that's what I don't get. You know, if people are going to pay, they will pay. And it's not like people have you know they've spent more on less there are apps that are uh, there's software on the steam store right now that are more expensive than that and, and people have randomly purchased it just to see you know what it was or whatever um anyway if there's a market for it right if you build it they will come that kind of a thing right so I have no problem with them building this thing, but if it flames out and they've made several million dollars, well, then it flames out and somebody else will duplicate it. But I can I can guarantee you one thing, one thing for sure. There is a Chinese knockoff brand that's probably going to create it and then send an airship to the United States with a bunch of them inside it so that when it does get shot down by the U.S. military, it lands softly in the ocean. Yeah, maybe it'll float. I don't know. Yeah, let's move on to the next article. But before I do, I forgot to throw the URL into the chat. So there's the URL with the $500 human dog bed. There you go, folks. Go and check that one out. And then the next one that we're going to talk about is um, a local business. Well, local businesses in rural Montana are giving out free food and lodging to hundreds of travelers stranded by dangerous high winds. This is happening in the last 24 hours. Hundreds were stranded outside Big Timber, Montana. Uh, we'd have to say that properly. Hundreds were stranded outside Big Timber, Montana. You have to get that voice really deep down in there, down just way down into the pit. This week after I-90 shut down, Local businesses lent a helping hand to feed and house motorists. Quote, it just speaks to what this small town has done for people, one bakery owner told Insider. I agree. There are places out there where if you are stranded or in need of something, the community will step up and assist. That should be the norm. <laughs> So Aiden Pollard is the author of this over at businessinsider.com. And um, it, it just says one bakery owner told Insider. Let's see if there's an actual, let's give credit where credit is due. Oh, I believe that it's Teb Sifu. 
I believe that's their la how they pronounce their last name. Owner of Big Timber Bakery. Well, I guess they're... They named it after the town. Big Timber Bakery. Um, do you think their products have a woody feel to them? A woody taste? Yes, and maybe their menu features Big Timber named products. Oh, there you go. And the, the stuff that the kids eat? Twigs. Anyway. Uh, this is why I gave up a marketing career. Anyway, these people were stranded sleeping in their cars, Sifu told Insider. It just speaks to what this small town has done for people. He said he delivered a pizza to a local sheriff monitoring the highway whose eyes widened as soon as he saw the pie. I don't think that he made it into his car before he scarfed down the first piece. Guaranteed. I would have done the same thing. In fact, I have done the same thing. <laughs> and it's just me getting it from the store to the car. They turn their fireplace on and let people sleep out here in the dining room and even the laundry room and hallways. Traveling nurse Jessica Lee told KTVQ from the local hotel. They did what they could just to get them out of the cold. It's wonderful. This is what people should be doing for other people. I'm really not sure why there is a Johnny Depp recommended video. That is such yeah, that old has news. Nothing to do with Montana. <laughs> and so zero relevance. It's almost inverted relevance. So let's move on to the next article. Uh, this one's in the Hatch Ideas channel. Inside the wormhole, relativity spaces, monster 3D factoring, uh, 3D printing, reusable rockets, factory. Uh, relativity space uses a novel approach to manufacturing launch rockets launch rockets out of mostly 3d printed structures and parts so you might be thinking plastic or something but this is probably closer to like titanium deposition printing um, basically welding layer upon layer of metal um, and but when you look at it it actually looks 3d printed you you can see that it's 3d printed it's quite fascinating i've seen some of these operations uh, Michael Sheets is the author over at CNBC. I would love to tour this place. So it's the fourth generation 3D printer is horizontally printing the main structures of the Terran R in a process that CEO Tim Ellis uh, says can operate seven to 12 times faster than its previous technology. And that speed will just continue happening. The aerospace startup continues to grow as it pursues a novel approach to manufacturing rockets out of mostly 3D printed uh, structures and parts, aiming for production in less than 60 days. I guess they call it the wormhole, a more than 1 million square foot former Boeing facility where Relativity Space is building its larger reusable line of Terran R rockets. So let's scroll down and take a look at this thing. Oh, wow. I figured that it would be it would look bigger than this, but this is, this looks like it's manageable. Maybe it's one half of the operation because it looks like, you know, there's something over here and the perspective is just on one half. Maybe that's what it is. Well, anyway, the company's first rocket known as Terran One is currently in the final stages of preparation for its inaugural launch from Cape Canaveral in Florida. 
and the rocket was built in The Portal, a 120,000-square-foot factory the company built in Long Beach. But this is actually the wormhole, which is the factory also uh, bigger. <laughs> um, this is pretty neat. <clears throat> I dig this kind of thing. And this is one of the printers. I wonder... Wow, this actually can get a job done in 60 days. This has there has to be multiple printers. Anyway, it says a close up look at one of the company's Reaper printers at work. That's basically what it does. It welds metal on top of layer after layer like a conventional plastic deposition printer, except that it's doing it at high temperatures um, with a, a feed of some metal. The scale of one of the Stargate Reaper and uh, printers. So that's the arm part thing here, not this big old thing. That's just a, a bracket, I think, holding something. Um, pretty neat. Yeah, I kind of dig this. Printing horizontally seems counterintuitive, but it ends up enabling certain change in the physics of the printhead, which is then much, much faster. Um, interesting i'm not sure what that change in physics would be uh, and it's trapped inside this little containment space because of the welding the the light will blind you if you even get reflections um so it's pretty typical in a welding environment that they shield it um let's see yeah this is pretty neat um yeah, I dig this. So anyway, I don't have much more to add to this other than I think 3D printing is the future for a lot of sectors. Um, what 3D printing is today is basically what um, the loom and shuttlecock was for fabric manufacturing in, in the uh, 1700s, 1800s. And, a movable type kind of a thing it is revolutionary and what is capable as long as the strength is there then all kinds of things can be printed if you can imagine it even a complex shape that you can't manufacture you can 3d print because it does it layer by layer with supports violating you know standard mold type of production methods um the physics there is it's just spectacular honestly so i hope that it goes from food to uh rockets and housing and everything else uh, we'll get there eventually okay let's move on to the next article and uh, the ai will butt in whenever they are ready to make a comment just so you know, it is working. They're, they're just not very talkative with this. And I'm trying not well, to soapbox. So. Okay, so I was going to say that it's cool that they're doing reusable rockets. Um, I also like their terminology because they had the Stargate reference and there were some other things in there. It seems like they're going to be an interesting company to watch. Wow, did I just go with the AI into commentary? Wow. Sorry yes, she that. did. Wow. Oh, geez. Oh, Ugh. I might regret this later. Um, so the next article 
I've thrown it into chat. Um, man rescued by Coast Guard wanted in Goonies fish incident. This is the person that I saw being rescued by the Coast Guard. And apparently they were wanted in a Goonies fish incident. So I find this really fascinating. Oh, look, there's the the uh, Chinese surveillance slash weather balloon airship surveillance something surveillance. Did somebody say surveillance? Anyway, a man who was saved by the Coast Guard rescue swimmer at the mouth of the Columbia River on Friday was wanted by police for a bizarre fish dumping incident at the home featured in the classic film The Goonies. This is over at abcnews.go.com by Gene Johnson from AP. Uh, we recently did an article, or we did a show about an article um, about uh, an entrepreneur purchasing the house that was featured in The Goonies because it basically changed his life, is the quote that I recall. Um, and it says, Officer had been looking for the man since Wednesday when an acquaintance alerted them to a video he posted on social media of himself leaving the fish at the house and then dancing around the property, Astoria Police Chief <laughs> Stacy Kelly said. Identified the, the person and um, said that they wanted the person in British Columbia on criminal assault, uh, criminal harassment, mischief, and failure to comply cases from last fall. Huh. So early Friday afternoon, the Coast Guard shared stunning video of a rescue made a few hours earlier in which a newly minted rescue swimmer lowered by a cable from a helicopter swam to a 35-foot yacht that was struggling in heavy surf. As the swimmer approached the vessel, a large wave slammed into it, rolling the boat over and throwing a man, later identified as this person of interest <laughs> in the fish incident, into the water. So, yeah, it was what I saw, and I was astonished to find this going through Ometown, that this person was wanted. Apparently, they just threw a fish somewhere and then... Um, and then ran off after dancing around the house. Uh, I mean, it's really weird. That house is something like $1.5 million now or something. Yeah, the January 18th episode should have the other article about the Goonies house. Gotcha. Interesting. So that's all there really is to this. I wish that the article would have kept the original video playing. Um, but it actually rolled over uh, while we were prepping. So let's just move on to the next article. Um, this next article is in the Hedge Ideas channel, and it is <clears throat> a man, a, a New York man got a package from a funeral home in the mail. Inside were the cremated remains of a man he'd never met. A New York musician found the cremated remains of a man he'd never met in his mailbox. Quote, it's just short of, just sort of shocking Hamilton Lighthouser told ABC7. The New York Post later tracked down the man's son, whom the ashes were returned to um, the funeral home. Yeah. The person said, what am I supposed to do with these? Yeah. I would say go and find the... <laughs> Trace it back. Go to the 
funeral home. They, you knew that they were coming from a funeral home. Aiden Pollard, and the reason why we even bring it up is, well, we thought it was interesting that a funeral home would just mail cremated remains to somebody's house. Um, I wonder if it was a, a, an accident. So let's see if in the article they had the right address or something, right? So he contacted the funeral home that sent the remains, he told ABC7 New York, but to no avail. I think he said, don't you examine your packages before you open them? And I said, don't you check the address before you mail someone's de dead body? I think that's the last thing I said. And then he hung up on me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, how did they get that address? And also, did you see the date? I mean, these were years old. No, I'm sorry, I didn't. Where the, the person died in 2017. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He later er learned the ashes were the remains of a man who died in 2017. Hey, man, there's a backlog. Maybe they were actually in a, a vault. You know, they were actually in. I'm sure there's more to the story, but we don't know it. The Post reported that Hall and his brother picked out an urn for their father when he died. For all these years, I thought my father was safe and sound. Come to find out, he'd been shipped around and neglected by the funeral home that said they were going to take care of him. I'm at a loss for words. So, funeral home. Kind of shit the bed there, buddies. Do they even say what the actual funeral home's name is? Or I didn't see it in the article. Yeah. I guess they don't. Well, I have a feeling that funeral homes probably being investigated right now. Yeah, so everybody's backing off. Okay, well, let's shift over to the next article. And this one is in, in the box office uh, from Variety. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's or Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin, which is advertising all over places like i i had an ad i literally on imdb i had an ad that was this movie eyes number one opening to dethrone avatar 2 yeah you know how you become the number one movie you wait eight weeks until the number one movie dies off and then you release your movie so that it becomes the number one so J. Kim Murphy over at Variety.com wrote this article. It says, after eight weeks of release, Avatar The Way of Water will likely abdicate the top slot at the box office this weekend as M. Night Shyamalan's thriller Knock at the Cabin and Paramount's comedy 80 for Brady look to open above the James Cameron film on domestic charts. Well, he's already made over $2 billion on this, by the way. Well, revenue. Is two over two billion dollars, two point one plus, as far as I recall. On Avatar two. Yeah. And that was break even, remember? Yeah, two was break even. So I I, I know that he's gone over it. Um, well, I should say they. It's not just one person that put this thing together. So I gotta. I always <laughs> like to correct the context there. Anyway, Universal's Knock at the Cabin brought in five point four million on Friday from. 
just over 3,600 venues, a figure that uh, includes roughly 1.45 million in Thursday's previews. The apocalyptic thriller is currently on track to open on top of the box office with roughly 14.5 million, which is, I think, a far cry from what others have done, but still amazing, right? I mean, this is one movie making 14 million on its first weekend, though the estimate estimates fall shy of the 15 million to 20 million range that had been predicted heading into the weekend. So Dave Bautista, by the way, um, who is Drax the Destroyer in um, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and, and Marvel movies, um, he's been eyeing trying to get away from that typecasting and um wasn't a real big fan of the makeup process and and things like that and you know he he's got more to him right because he was in the glass onion uh movie and so now he's in this uh, i'll probably end up getting this uh simply because well i like thrillers and um this seems like it's going to be interesting did you see its production budget? No. Less than $20 million. Really? And I'm thinking about that compared to Avatar 2. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, if they're already bringing in $5.4 million, they're off oh, to yeah. a good start. Oh, well, I mean, they can... Who knows what the real uh, receipts are going to be, but if they make their first weekend break even then it's all win except for the fact that hollywood accounting you know these people i hope that they got paid up front otherwise it's like i was gonna bring politics into this but i won't anyway as with many Shyamalan films i think i'm pronouncing that right every time i every time i say their name i keep hearing kind of the 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 meme names that pronounce uh, anyway i'm trying to respect his last name um knock at the cabin has earned mixed notices with a current approval rating of 63 from top critics on review aggregate website rotten tomatoes and varieties peter de bridge or de bruges um called the director's latest long slow and disappointing Though he praised Shyamalan's talents as a director, saying he remains a master of tension. That is not a rave review. <laughs> Long, slow, and disappointing. No, Man. that doesn't make me want to rush out to the box office. I am fighting the urge to crack a joke right now, but we're trying to keep this family friendly. Okay, let's move on to the next article. Man, I am. This one is. This one is. I'm holding it back, and it's actually hurting to hold this back. I mean, come on. Anyway, this next article is in the Hatch Ideas channel. A woman puzzled by a $200 uh, pet fee to have a fish while apartment hunting in Kansas City. Policy says, <laughs> quote, no aggressive breeds of fish are allowed. That has to just be no aggressive breeds of anything and fish are listed. Um, anyway, a St. Louis woman discovered a rather odd pet policy regarding fish while apartment hunting. The listing emphasizes that no aggressive breeds of fish are allowed on the property, 
TikTokers poked fun at the policy and shared similar stories of pet policies and fees. TikTok, man, it's it's just powered by pithy statements and and interaction and i i kind of regret not doing much on tiktok but there's an ideological rationale for not doing so anyway so birds are allowed uh, this article by the way is over at businessinsider.com written by jordan hart and they have a screenshot they have all they always have a featured uh, image and uh, it says birds are allowed, but no aggressive breeds. <laughs> and that would be ostriches and emus, I'm assuming. Right? One time fee, $200, and a monthly pet rent of $15. Why? Why? You can board an animal for less than that in many places, and they will feed in you know, scoop their poo every day and all of that, right? For 15 bucks per day. But yes, I mean, it is ridiculous that you'd have to pay rent for your pet for each month. <laughs> yeah. Why, why is it costing 15 bucks a month for me to have that? Right. I'm the why one that's aren't cleaning. they scooping the poop and everything for you for that rent? Even if it is once a month, get in there. <laughs> well, and also isn't the one-time fee probably in the event that the pets cause some damage. So if there's a one-time fee, why is there also a monthly fee? Yeah, I just don't get this. Yeah. I mean, if there's wear and tear, fine. Take the 200 bucks and my other deposit. I'm doing an actual deposit as well, right? On the human, there's a deposit. Anyway, fish are allowed, but no aggressive breeds. What kind of uh, angry so goldfish? Piranha. Piranha. There you go. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Great white. Hey, this is a pretty right. cheap one-time fee. It's only 200 bucks. I'm going to put my <laughs> my piranha and uh, uh, hangry goldfish and uh, great white shark in the bathtub. It's there 15 is bucks an aggressive fish that's uh, um, like the, you have to have it by itself. You can get it at regular pet stores. I forgot the name of it. Betas. They're called betas. Yes, yes. Yeah. All I think about is the the fish from the kids show. Oh, uh, um, bubble guppies? Bubble guppies. Bubble bubble guppies, guppy guppy guppies. Bubble bubble. Oh, you're going to get guppies, a copyright guppies. strike. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Um anyway, so TikTokers are talking all about this. Uh, in January, uh, Nicole Rose, 30, posted a video in, to TikTok that features her silently staring at the pet policy for the Kansas City-based Westover at the crossroad, uh, crosswalks, sorry, residences. Um, the listing posted to apartments.com says that pets are allowed under certain restrictions for a fee. While a deposit and monthly fee for a pet, dog, or cat isn't unusual, Rose called the fee for a fish beyond insane and told Insider that she discovered it during a months-long search for an apartment in the Kansas City area. Rent is crazy expensive. I always love it when people do these kind of things. They just sit there like, what the hell? Anyway, yeah, it's just in case the fish rips up the carpet. You know, fish get drunk 
and then they throw up outside their tank. It's always, it's horrible. So no aggressive breeds. Oh, there you go. Oscar is the other one. That's the one that I was thinking about. Um, I knew somebody that had an Oscar and it would actually take dirt gravel from one side of the tank and pile it up on the other side of the tank and then get a running start and fling itself out of the tank. <laughs> so they would come home and there's this fish laying on the floor and they'd pick it up, put it back in its tank. And from that point on, like it did, it happened a couple of times and then they put a brick on the, on the tank. On so the that top it of the tank or whatever. Yeah, it was <laughs> pretty horrible um so yeah that sounds like a sequel to finding nemo remember the escape scene or maybe yeah, that really. was finding dory Run, <laughs> runaway oscar all right let's move on to the next article apple is the world's most admired company for the 16th straight year i figured being a teen it would be a little bit more angsty and you know, wayward, not really knowing what it wants to do for the rest of its life and not wanting to be penned in, you know, oh, I don't want to be an engineer. Mom, don't make me take math classes. I don't want to learn piano, that kind of stuff. But apparently, you know, it's reinventing the computer and continuing its siloing mechanism. You know, it's an all in one, one stop shop. It makes its own headphones now. It makes its own monitors. It makes its own computers and CPUs. I'm surprised that it hasn't manufactured its own uh, memory yet, but uh, you know, maybe next year. It, now it's doing AR and VR, and it's solo. It, you know, it acquires it from disparate locations, but it assembles it all into its own brand, and nobody resells. That's what I really dig about Apple. And it actually has your security in mind, privacy, uh, to a greater degree. Um, and if you're in the cybersecurity IT domain, that's pretty much a message you get that it, it, it's, it's not as popular a target yet. It's popular in certain ways, trying to get access to it. Um, iPhone is hard to gain access to, whereas Android, it's a little bit easier because the software is much more open. Um, uh, just going down this path, I, I don't want to get distracted, but just be sure with your devices that you use some type of antivirus protection if you can. Otherwise, you have to be much more diligent with your review of what comes to you via email attachments, things like that, and even messages. Um, and, uh, you use a firewall somewhere in your house, protect from the outside. There's a lot of things that can be done, but, um, if you think that you might go ahead. I was going to say, don't use the factory, um, password. Oh, right. Yeah. Don't use one, two, three, four, five, or the word password. Um, there's a lot of things, but, um, really like keep a hold of your device. Don't let somebody, uh, that if you think that you're going to have somebody try to gain access to your device, just don't let it out of your sight. It's kind of like a drink at a party, right? If you lose track of your drink, go get a new drink because the one that you have might be compromised. I hate thinking like that, but you have to think like that. 
Um, same thing with security of your devices. If it's out of your control, then it stands a chance that somebody might do something as simple as put a key logger on your device and it can be done with Apple devices, just like it can be done with other devices. Um, so that direct interaction is really easy to compromise a device. So just be aware. And what I say to everybody is click with care. It's a, a phrase that is, uh, being promoted here in hometown and elsewhere simply because, uh, it, it, makes you an important element in this, in your security. So let's move on. Let's move on to the next, um, because, uh, Apple being the <laughs> most admired company in the world for, uh, the 16th straight year is a pretty phenomenal feat for any company. Malcolm Owen over at appleinsider.com wrote this article. Um, to, to still be this, right, based on Forbes' annual list of the world's most admired companies, to still be this and still get hit periodically with all kinds of things about what they are saying or doing or what they're not saying and not doing is pretty amazing. So in a repeat of the last 15 editions of the list, Apple has managed to maintain its position at number one on that list compiled by Forbes. Once again, Apple pulls ahead a major organizations including Amazon and uh, Microsoft tied for second and Berkshire Hathaway in fourth. I find it rather shocking because all of these companies have had some, well, not really Berkshire Hathaway because Berkshire Hathaway, other than its investing processes, I think is kind of a black box. Um, and the Oracle of Omaha that runs Berkshire Hathaway, um, you know, at least as the public facing representative of Berkshire Hathaway. Um, nothing is ever said about the dude. And uh, he's always mentioned as being very respectable, right? But Amazon, how it's most admired is, is kind of beyond me because it's being accused of all kinds of things, making people pee in bottles and union breaking and all kinds of things. Um, and Microsoft does similar stuff, uh, like the shenanigans and, and monopolistic tendencies. And, uh, now this is done over time, all of this stuff. So maybe this year they did really good. No, see, I just don't buy into it. So I don't understand this list other than maybe it was stockholders that voted for it. Well, that's exactly it. It wasn't the general public. It wasn't the workforce. It was, yeah, corporate. Yeah. So the rankings are those of corporate reputation based on a poll of approximately 3,700 corporate executives, directors, and analysts. So let's just say the public had nothing to do with any of this. But I would say, I would hazard a guess that Apple would probably be one of the most admired companies um, in terms of a holistic review of them. Now, there are times where by proxy, they are impacted by some bad actor like uh, manufacturing in China um, because it is that because it's another country and it's another work ethic and another process. Apple can only do so much, right? Well, Apple is now moving away from China and opening up fabs and other places. 
and even bringing it back home. So even in that regard, I would say that Apple would be one of the most admired companies. Um, they're actually taking action to mitigate that type of action. So I agree, but I think a lot of these other companies that are listed would not necessarily make the general public's top 10. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are more inclined to set most of these on fire than to praise them for their humanity. So let's move on to the next article. Um, this next one is in the Mobile Channel. And it is... The next two actually are about <laughs> this Chinese surveillance slash meteorological dirigible slash airship, whatever you want to call it that blew off course, but actually has the ability to control itself to some degree. Uh, South Carolina's sheriff's office asked residents to not shoot at the Chinese surveillance balloon because, you, well, your bullets aren't going to make it and they're going to come back down. Quote, that's no moon. Yes, there are reports that the Chinese balloon is flying over our area at the moment. It's flying at 60,000 feet. Don't shoot at it. Natalie Preeb, I believe is their last name. Um, over at thehill.com. Don't shoot it. Your rifle rounds will not reach it. Be responsible. What goes up will come down, including your bullets. Okay, yeah. I just love that they felt like they had to put that notice out to the public. Well, never mind. I'll lose the rural uh, sponsorship from anybody that even thinks that their bullet is going to fly 60,000 feet up to a Chinese weather balloon surveillance device. I, well, you're not going to sponsor me. I would love you to come and hang out here in the chat because I'd like to know what you're thinking about when your brain processes something like, Hey, let me shoot my rifle up into the sky. Maybe I'll be able to take it down. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the balloon, the balloon was first detected over Montana on Wednesday. At least it was announced as being detected. I think that the U.S. military had already known that it's in the United States um, well before that. Anyway, and they're not going to sit there and disclose the moment that it broke the perimeter. Um, I, think I did they... just read today that it came in through Alaska. I finally read that. And then it came down through Canada and I think yeah. then into Idaho. But I hadn't seen that reported previously. Yeah, um, I, I saw that too. So Secretary of State Ant, uh, Antony Blinken uh, postponed a scheduled trip to China Friday. And then China said, no, he wasn't really scheduled. We don't really know what you're talking about. Kind of downplaying the whole thing. Um, but this thing was not a tiny little air balloon, right? I mean, a weather balloon. This thing was a beast. Three uh, buses, school buses wide. It looked like um, the International Space Station strapped to a big old balloon. And apparently it had some moderate level of control. And... Um, the video of it being shot down. Well, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, but yeah, it had like these little, what looked like solar panels on it. It was doing something. I don't care if it was gathering weather intelligence or not. 
you make sure that it's cleared to cross over into the United States. And since there are some pretty hostile energy here between China and the United States lately, even though we're the biggest investor in, in terms of manufacturing processes, um, I think everybody should be getting along just great, but they have this weird quasi communist slash capitalist slash whatever um, culture at the administrative layer, right? Everybody else, all of the citizens, I would say pretty much don't give a shit about all of this, right? They just want to be able to uh, tweet and TikTok and all of this other stuff. Um, but it's this protectionism at the administrative layer that says, well, you can't commingle your cultures, um, even though they're benefiting massively at the top from massive amounts of consumption in every other country being produced in China. Enough of the soapbox. Um, but yeah, don't shoot at a balloon that you see in the sky, folks. <clears throat> Right, whether it's a weather balloon or otherwise, it's never a good idea. Yeah, if you have the urge to shoot your gun into the sky, you might want to ask somebody about coping skills. That urge could be dissipated in some other way. Tie it to chewing gum and then chew some gum. You know, say, God, you know, when I, when I want to shoot my weapons into the sky, I reach for a piece of juicy fruit. <laughs> I was thinking you were going toward one of those places where you're legally allowed to get your frustrations out, where you get to throw plates or, or things like that. What At least called? in the U.S. they have those. Um, some of them are called rage rooms. Rage there's rooms. There's different terms. Right. Rage rooms. That's what I call the studio. Anyway, U.S. military decided to actually take action um, now that it was off the coast. This is all happening in the last 24 hours. All of this news is the last 24 hours. The Daily News Show is reporting other people's reporting like the AP. And in this case, I think it's uh, common. Wait, where is it from? CommonDreams.org. Common yeah, um, I almost went to Common Sense Media, but that's not what. This is a whole different type of common sense. Um, anyway, an operation was underway in U.S. territorial waters to recover debris from the balloon, which had been flying at about 60,000 feet and estimated to be about the size of three school buses, according to the AP. Um, before the downing, President Joe Biden had said earlier Saturday, we're going to take care of it when asked by reporters from uh, about the balloon. Yeah, that's that's the definitive statement that I want to hear. OK, we're going to take care of it. It's like Delta's old marketing message. We get you there. Sure. <laughs> Not very reassuring. You're going to completely hate the flight and it's going to just be miserable because you're packed in like sardines. But quit you bitch and we get you there. Anyway. So all kinds of pictures about this thing. I guess the next balloon is going to be painted blue so that it doesn't get seen in the sky so much. I mean, nobody would have noticed it, right, if it was blue. And hopefully in this article, it shows the the close-up of the 
um, stuff hanging from the balloon. Because I agree, I finally saw a close-up and it does look like the ISS. Pretty wild, right? So, um, uh, everybody in Omtown watched, well, the administration and the AI in Omtown watched this actually happen. Um, and it was interesting because the cameras hadn't quite panned, hadn't zoomed back enough to actually show the uh, jet, um, but it looked like it fired a, a rocket at the balloon. And where it connected, I I swear it hit the actual connection point between the balloon and the device um, because there was a lot of debris that blew off of that thing. Um, but at any rate, down it goes into the water and now they're going to be going after it. Um, but the uh, Chinese government said that it was a civilian airship used for research, mainly meteorological purposes. So yeah, when you say research, mainly meteorological that seems like equivocation that seems like mealy mouth marketing bs right i mean that's like meteorological with a side of spy into the military <laughs> industrial complex or something i don't know <laughs> maybe it's sprinkling a new COVID 19 all along the alaskan coast down into the united states too soon there are people that are saying that and there are people that are saying including it's not i'm not saying it i'm i'm cracking a joke about it and i shouldn't be cracking a joke i suppose but like it actually took off from wuhan and came <laughs> it's powered by bad bats from a wet market the poor city of wuhan will never be thought of in the same way hey you know, when you're the source of COVID-19 from a wet market two miles away from a virology technical institute where apparently like some people, and I have to say some people because I think it's rather wing nutty, but then we don't know. That's the thing. We don't really absolutely know that it didn't come from some aspirational virologist that says, no, I, I gave it function. I gave it function. And they're like, no, 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 you didn't give it function. You're fired. We're going to let you go. And then he just drops it right on a bad bat. Well, right. I mean, we didn't see a lot of transparency, um, so we don't really know what happened. I think we can all speculate. So this article ends with the toxic politics predominating in Washington seem to have convinced the Biden administration to further restrict communication with Beijing by calling off Blinken's trip. Warner added, uh, letting war hawks set America's agenda on uh, China can only end in disaster. Conflict is not inevitable, but avoiding a disastrous U.S.-China military confrontation will require tough-minded diplomacy, not disengagement. But I have to counter that with disengagement for the moment. It isn't like this is an absolutist. We're never going to have a conversation with China again. We literally found what could be a surveillance device hovering over the, the breadth of the United States. It literally went from one side of the United States to the other side of the United States in several days 
in a slow crawl and there's apparently one that's in Latin America and supposedly a third one floating around somewhere where it hasn't been disclosed. Where is that third one? I'm really curious about the third one now. So, but I, uh, nothing has floated through. <laughs> Wait, sorry. That, that, that pun was not intended, uh, but I caught it after my, after my ears heard my voice say that they were wait 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 <laughs> don't leave that hanging out there adrift you should probably control that and keep it in international airspace anyway so where is that third one i'm really curious um but we won't know tonight only the, only the last 24 hours is really discussed um, hey, did you know that Ron DeSantis is moving to strip Florida venues liquor license because of a Christmas drag show? I have no comment on that headline. Can't make them up. They're all just funneled into hometown so that you can click on the links and go over to the sources. But I'm asking you to come to Twitch. So twitch.tv slash hometown. Come and hang out. Um, talk to me about your perspective of things. Uh, we do this every day, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we've been doing it for, well, this is the second year that I've been doing it. Um, we're 35 episodes into this year. So roughly one-tenth the way done, done with the... Wow. An entire... It's already been a month. Can you believe this? It's already been a month. And we have no, so much news. 2023 is moving quickly, I think. Faster than a surveillance airship. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. We try to make every show an hour, but this one is actually only 57 minutes. So I was considering padding this for another three minutes, but I'm going to say good night. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern here. This will eventually go over to YouTube, maybe tonight really fast, um, and then over to the podcast. You can get the podcast everywhere. Don't forget to vote, hometown.showbot.tv. Good to see you. You want to say bye, AI from on high? Good night, hometown citizens, and we'll see you at tomorrow's show. Be there, or be adrift like an airship surveilling the United States.